Well, good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's good to see all of you. Bridge, you guys are dismissed. Thanks for joining us for worship, and thanks to the high school worship team for leading us from worship, where the median age was like 18. Um, so awesome. Guys, what a, what a blessing. I mean, it truly, truly it is like, it's a cool blessing at this church to be able to lead that way. Uh, anyway, it's uh, January 1st. I'm excited to see all of you here. <laughs> this is, like, there's, I didn't know how many people would show up today. And there's like more here than normal. I love it. And my guess is there's a lot joining us online, uh, some, whether they're traveling or uh, just too tired. Or I know a lot are sick right now. I mean, COVID is kind of striking back. I got a few texts this week and even this morning uh, with some people saying that they're, uh, they have it and they'll be it watching from home today. So all of you online, we wish you the best and hope to see you soon. Uh, drop a, a line in the chat, say hi, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Today we're going to do something different, okay? Because it's January 1st. Why not, right? Uh, let's do something a little different. And I'm not going to give a sermon today. I, what we're going to do is more of a, I was calling in an interview, but Tim told me, he's like, that's so old, it's podcast style. So um, choose whatever you want, but we'll do a podcast style today. And uh, here's what we want to do. We want to kind of, before we move forward into the year, we just want to pause and look back. I know in our culture, I know we love moving forward. Like, what's next? What's this year going to, you know, what's going to happen this year? What are we going to do? What are we going to do as a church? What's, you know, going to happen? We love doing that. And for those of you who are, like, ready to look forward to, come back next week. Okay? Next week and for the few weeks after that, we're going to be talking about moving forward as a church, uh, a mission that God has called us to and what that's going to look like here. So next week, we'll start that, and that will go for a few weeks. But today... We want to just look back, just pause for a minute and look back. And here's the reason why. And if you, here's going to be the scripture today that I'm, I'm kind of using to, um, to frame today's time, but also it's a scripture that has been um, in my mind. Um, it's, it's a fantastic passage. There's so much to say, and it's so rich. And in my Bible, it's almost all yellowed out, like you know, underlined in here, and I have a lot of notes on here, but it's from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And I'm, I'm going to kind of just skip around and read a little bit of this. But if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to read with, because this Deuteronomy is kind of, it's Moses' sermon to the people. They have been traveling for 40 years. They've been in the desert. They left Egypt. They've been traveling for 40 years. And this is his sermon, the whole book, basically, and telling them to remember what God has done and help that to inform your future. So, in other words, like, he, he uses the word remember more than anybody else in Scripture. And if you take that, I, um, Ezekiel uses it a lot too. But um, with that and the other, like, don't forget, if you take those two words together, he, more than anybody else, uses this. And he, his purpose is to say, don't forget, all right, God's faithfulness. And don't forget, too, when you look around, you know, your situation, why you're in this situation. Because of your unfaithfulness. You were unfaithful, but God has been faithful, so don't forget that. And so, in Deuteronomy, he says this. It's like, they're about ready to enter the promised land and get excited for that, but he pauses them and says, remember. Right? In verse 1, it says, you must carefully follow every command I'm giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord has sworn to your fathers 
In verse 2, remember that the Lord your God led you the entire journey, these 40 years in the wilderness, so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your forefathers had not known, so that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. As he keeps going, he says in verse 11, he says, Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, the ordinance and statutes. Uh, he says in verse 14, be careful that your heart does not become proud and you forget the Lord your God. In verse 15, he says that he led you through the great and terrible wilderness and its poisonous snakes and scorpions, its thirsty land where there was no water. Remember the Lord your God. You know, as we look back at this year, we remember what we've had. We have been on a journey. You've been on a journey. And to remember that the Lord has led you the entire way. All this last year, whatever your journey looked like, he has been leading you and he's been leading our church as well. I, I love in verse 15, he says that he led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions and a thirsty land where there's no water. Many people would think that God got lost. But he says, I'm leading you there. Some of you have felt that way this year, that you felt like God has led you to a land where there's poisonous snakes and scorpions. Uh, maybe that poisonous snake is, uh, is uh, COVID, or it's cancer, right? or it's a job loss, or a, a, a broken relationship. You might feel like God has forgotten you, but we remember here that he has been with us every step of the way. He says a purpose to humble us, to test us, so that he can give us something wonderful and beautiful. It, it, he even says in verse 3, he says, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. Right? How many of you are, are parents here, uh, particular parents of teenagers? The one thing you don't want is for your kids to go hungry. Right, because that's when they get hangry and when they get grumpy and all that. The one thing as a parent that I, I want to do is I want to make sure they are well fed. But God says, but I'm letting them go hungry. I'm going to test them a little bit. So I'm going to pour out blessings on them. And so just that's kind of what I have been thinking about. This, as we, before we move forward, let's just look back. Remember what God has done. He has been with us through all of the challenges through all the hard times, through all the blessings that God has been there with us. And so uh, we'll use that as we kind of look forward and as we talk about our time together. But uh, we'll be kind of sharing our story a little bit, but I want to encourage you too today, this week, think about your own story. Think about your own year and how God has led you. And hopefully, how you have followed him and how you have grown as a disciple, how you have appreciated him more, how you have given more of your heart to him. And so I'd encourage you uh, at the beginning of this year, January 1st, to let's look internally, let's look and remember how God has led us. So with that, that's my introduction. With that, I'm going to invite Tim up. And uh, Tim, let's start our podcast <laughs> style. How's that sound? Sounds amazing. Great. Sounds amazing. Thank you for joining our 
our podcast. Our podcast. Yeah. Dude, what's beautiful about this is that we have no ads, right? There's no sponsorships or ads None. in between. So you guys get an ad-free podcast, okay? This, this, this one's on us today, okay? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thank you so much for, for allowing me to do this with you. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the Deuteronomy 8 passage that you just read. Yeah. I think it's really important just to remember, right, that key word uh, that is used in that passage is to remember what God has done. And yeah. in that passage, it doesn't just say, you know, remember all the times when I blessed you, but remember all the times when you struggled. And I think that's the part that we tend to forget all the time. And yeah. when we think about New Year's, we're like, you know, I just want to do this better, better, and better. But we don't reflect back on where God saved us from, right? And I think it's just truly incredible. And so, so I'm really encouraged just uh, by you using that passage today. Great, great. Well, where do you want to start? Yeah, so today... Um, as we start, how about we just reflect back on what happened this year in our culture? Let's kind of just start big. Let's kind of okay. just start big picture. Like, what happened in our society, in our culture, around the world? Uh, what are some things that have just taken place uh, this past year? Yeah, I mean, you guys know um, a lot of this, like some of the things in, in culture, right? I mean, inflation, right? This year was all big inflation. The, uh, gas prices. <laughs> gas prices, yeah. <laughs> I remember we did a trip to Wyoming right in the middle of summer when gas was $6 a gallon. Killed us. Oh. But, um, you know, that's what it is. Uh, you know, COVID is starting year three yeah. right now and still, you know, as we just mentioned, still, um, still a thing in our culture. Uh, so we have things like that. But just in, in news, I mean, uh, you know, February last year, uh, U- Ukraine and Russia, the invasion started. Little did we think it would go even still today. It's moving into almost a year. Uh, so that was something. Um, let's see, we had... Um, uh, the Texas shooting, remember, over um, last May, right. and uh, just that, um, the pain, we keep seeing that in our culture, you know, kind of one of those regular things that we've been seeing, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but um, that, was, that was something that hit. Um, we also had, remember at the end of uh, June, just before kind of summertime, when Supreme Court was wrapping up, right. and the That's big right. announcement of the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and, uh, which was amazing, you know, I think a lot of us have been praying for that, you know, on some level, but then we saw that it changed, right, from a federal thing to right. now a state thing that's going to be um, still ongoing, I'm sure, for a, a long time. But um, that, that will be a, a subject that we keep talking about. That's right. Uh, and then, you know, through summer, um, Queen Elizabeth died. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple other things. Sport-wise, if you're a Rams fan, um, right. yeah. you know, that was big for uh-huh. you or Astros or Avalanche. Or, yeah, we don't uh, talk about the Astros, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that, but just want to include all of that. I'm just kidding. But, I mean, those are some of the highlights, I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of other things. Yeah, definitely. But, but that was big culture, right? But then we, our church had our own, you know, things, yeah, right? exactly. And that's what I wanted to ask you next. Now, let's kind of, like, zoom in a little bit okay. here. Uh, let's zoom in on what happened and what took place at our church in 2022, because we also have gone through a lot of transitions, a lot of changes, lots of ups and downs. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about more from, uh, from your perspective, uh, you know, what, what happened in our church in 2022? Yeah, well, it, for me personally, uh, today is my one-year anniversary. Yeah, um, can we give a round of applause for um, one-year anniversary, everybody? No. Yeah, just for you, we have Korean soup after service. Yeah, thank that's, you. that's for you. Um, one-year anniversary of being a senior pastor, but I've go. been here for 16 years, so yeah. it uh-huh. doesn't really feel that way. <laughs> But, but that was, you know, interesting, and, mm-hmm. and so this was kind of where I started last year, and then we had the installation service in the, in the spring. That's right. But, um, but there was some cool things. Um, I remember one of my highlights is the, the um, food distribution. You guys remember we were in Brea, and there was about 300 people mm-hmm. um, 
from the community and from our church, and we packed like, was it 40 or 50,000 meals, mm -hmm. you know, for families, yep. for kids around the world. Yep. And so that was a cool thing. We did some other things in there too with um, kind of the not, not so exciting, but church management software, mm. you know. Mm. Um, for those all on staff, that means a lot because we were yeah. using the rock and that was terrible. Oof. And we changed yeah. the planning center, which helps us communicate with you. There I you hope go. you have the app. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope you have that. That's your way that you can stay in touch with each other and there get Christmas go. addresses uh -huh. through that app. You don't have to call us <laughs> saying, I need someone's address. <laughs> you can go use the app. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but those were some things. There was a lot of staff changes. Mm, we had right. a lot of staff changes. Yeah. Um, Abel left. This was his last Sunday. He preached on uh, January 2nd, and then he left to plant a church, which right. next week is their one-year anniversary. So mm -hmm. um, we had that. We had um, Lydia got married, and then she moved to Alabama. That's right. Uh, we were looking for a youth pastor that whole time, and Cree came in, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then Carla helped with children's ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, fast forward, let's see, our office manager left, mm -hmm. uh, Mike left, mm -hmm. Daniel came on, took his spot. Right. You uh, became our, our full-time youth director, mm -hmm. which I'm so excited about. <laughs> uh, Tina moved in from mm -hmm. Brea into our children's ministry position, so there was a lot of oh, changes wow. with that. Um, but also kind of the big one that many of you um, are probably thinking about is the, the church structure, right? right. Mm -hmm. We started the, the year with one church, two campuses, two locations, and we ended the year uh, one church, one location, one yep. congregation. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big, um, big thing for our church. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, as uh, we probably look back at the year, that was probably the big thing. So, right. um, so those were some of the big big changes that happen here. Yes, definitely. A lot of change. I didn't even realize how much it was until you started listing all those things. I think if, if you're like me, I'm like, I can't remember past, I can't remember what I ate for lunch last Right. Yeah, last night, right? Or uh, yesterday. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but a lot has happened in the year. We, we usually remember like probably like the last three months, if anything, right? We forget what happened early on in the year. Um, but I want to kind of go one Let's go one step. Let's let's zoom in a little okay. more specifically, right? Let's let's talk about you. As we said, just you just gone through one whole year as a senior pastor, and even though you've been here for for many years, um, being a senior pastor is a whole new thing, right? It it's is, a whole yeah. new chapter for you. Um, different responsibilities, right? And um, and it's, it's really a lot different than your usual role than you that you've had before here, right? Right. And so, can you tell us a little bit more about? What this first year was like for you, right? You came in in a really tough time. Again, like there, there is no, like it could not have been any more chaotic, right? With what's been going on in our world, with COVID coming in with that and then the, the transition for you, you just came back from Dubai as well, right? right? Yeah. You just came back from Dubai. So that was your thing for like six months, mm -hmm. right? And then so coming back, uh, it's a lot of change for you, not just for church, but personally as well. Right. And so when we think about, you know, your one year, like we also have to take that into consideration about like how does that affect your role and responsibilities? How, what's it like adjusting? So from your perspective, uh, just kind of like let us in a little bit um, on, on your side a little bit. What was this one year like for you? Yeah, I, I think you, you said it right. It was I, I had been I've been here for 15 years, right up till that point, And I had different jobs. I had done everything but lead worship. That's one thing <laughs> I didn't do. But um, so I had changed so many times that I kind of thought that moving into the senior pastor role would be just another small change, but I couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> um, I, I told somebody it was like, um, it's like being a passenger in the passenger seat, riding shotgun, right? And you're, you're in the passenger seat saying, how hard can it be? You push the button or turn the key, whatever, in my case, you, you know, you accelerate, you brake, you turn, you know, how hard is that? It's not that bad. 
And then you get in the driver's seat, and now it's like a whole thing. Like, you have passengers, and you, you want to get them there safely. So you're thinking about, do I have enough air in my tires? Is there gas? Is there oil? Is my car safe? You have kids in you the backseat crying. Right, right. Uh, or, um, you know, is there, there's food all over the backseat. You know, it looks <laughs> messy, and so, you know, you're kind of embarrassed with that. But then you think, like, is, that, is, the, is it too hot, too cold? Is the radio on? Do you like the station you know, or not? Um, there's all those things. And then there's, like, how do you converse with people while getting to your location? <laughs> right? You can know how that is. You're talking and you forget where you're going and, and all of that. And so um, how do you take care of people yet get to the location? And where is the location? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, this, this year was, like, it was pretty overwhelming. And, um, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. But also just, I mean, to be honest, like, there's a lot of pressure and expectations. Some maybe from the congregation, but a lot from me, too. You know, just I want to be a pastor that preaches the word of God, that's uh, that's helping our people grow, that's um, living a holy life, you know, taking care of all those responsibilities, yet yet caring for the home and for my family and and providing there. And so there's all these expectations. And then... um, you know, it's just a, a, a lot going on yeah. with the complexities, too. We had two campuses, mm-hmm. right, and right. two staffs at two different locations. And so how do we communicate with them? Uh, how, do we, how do I be a pastor to each congregation? Uh, and by the way, we didn't have a campus pastor here. Abel had left. So I was kind of a campus pastor here in Anaheim plus senior pastor at both. And it was just it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, and then, you know, so the year started out pretty good and just, you know, some really cool things were happening. But it was around April where we, um, we had been having dialogues with our elder team for a long time now on what the structure looks like for these two campuses or what our, our church looks like. But uh, around April, we said, okay, let's start opening it up to the congregation and let's have some of these dialogues. And so uh, that happened May. We had our big, um, a big meeting in Brea. And throughout that, that, um, that, that year, I, I won't rehash all the details, but all that to say that there was a lot of um, insecurities that the Lord was like bringing out, you know, making me see, that right. putting me kind of in a vulnerable place, you know. And um, that's, that's probably the right place. That's why when I talk about this Deuteronomy passage that he was leading me the entire journey, even though I was feeling insecure, yes. even though I was feeling very uncomfortable right. and had all my, um, you know, all my questions about my ability to do this, mm-hmm. um, I just had to keep continuing to come back to the Lord and just say, but Lord, where are you leading? How are you leading? How do I follow you um, during this time? Exactly. And, and I just wanted to, to, to step in real quick because I think that was such a big moment for our church right, the, the, you know, the merging into one campus, and that was a very highly emotional moment for all of us as a church. There are yeah. people who were like, okay, yeah, like, let's move forward with this. There are also some people who's like, you know, I may not agree with this, and so, you know, we may find another place and whatnot, and so it was a very highly emotional time for you in that role, right, yeah. and so, um, and, and so I can understand, I, I can kind of understand why, like, those insecurities might come out, like, is this the right decision, you know, like, and for you as a pastor, you can't please everybody. And I think for us as, as a church, we have to remember that our senior pastor is not Jesus, right? He's not perfect. Um, you might look like him a little bit. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Landon's more. Oh, Landon, like yeah. That. Landon looks more like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just, when I struggle, I just look at his picture. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but that was a, that was a very... Um, that was a very heavy moment for all yeah, of us. It was it, for all of us. You're right. Yeah. And for the whole staff. Um, 
it was around September that um, the elder, I think September, somewhere in there, that the elders encouraged me and, and our staff and it actually provided funds uh, for us to do some counseling right. um, for whoever wanted to because we were carrying, I mean, not only our issues, <laughs> you know, but then, um, you know, so, like you said, some people were really excited, like, let's do this already. And then some people were like, why are we doing this? Why, let's, let's not do it. And um, our, all of our staff were in holding all of these things, mm-hmm. and it was, it was really hard carrying so many emotions mm-hmm. for people. And so the elders said, let's do some counseling, and here's some fun. So I, I'm so thankful for that. For, or many of our staff members did that too, mm-hmm. which was so good just to be able to like just debrief with somebody else yes. and just bring somebody else in the process and help us think through that. And so mm-hmm. that, that was really, um, r- really an important part of that, that time too, because it was, it, there was a lot, you know? A lot happening. I remember those staff meetings. It was just really hard, like not just for you, but like I think all of us. We kind of felt that together, and I think for uh, for you guys to kind of like see like a little bit of the inside of like the staff culture, like that was hard for us too. Like we understand because we we've had staff from Brea as well, and you know like they were grieving too, but they also had to you know also make sure that the other members in, at the Brea campus were also grieving well, and uh, it, it was just hard for for all of us to to make that to make that change. Yeah, and we're still not through it, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure totally, yeah, still, we still feel still a little bit. That, which I think is good to, to say and acknowledge, and mm-hmm. it is a process, a mm-hmm. journey. Yeah, and so just kind of like, um, just maybe like one or two more questions, but um, through all that, through the highs and lows, right, I think many, I think we just kind of talked a lot about like, oh man, like we really struggled in this phase, I feel like for you personally, uh, not just as a pastor, but as a father, as a husband, right? Like, you have your own personal life outside of church as well that you have to manage. Um, and for us as a church, and we've kind of just, like, hit, like, almost every level here. Yeah. But through it all, just to kind of, like, bring it all back to Jesus, how did you find enjoyment and strength in Jesus this year? Yeah, I, I think as, um, as difficult as different parts were, um, I always felt that God was right there. I, I never felt like he was distant or had run away or anything like that. I always felt he was very present. And I think that was part of this, um, the beautiful part. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever prayed as much um, during this year. I mean, praying for you, praying for our church, praying for our elders, praying for our staff, praying for our, my family, um, and just seeing um, God work through all this. So in, in some ways it was a very tough year, but in other ways it's just very... Um, uh, a special year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, if you guys remember, um, last year I challenged uh, our church to to read the Bible together, mm-hmm. um, and we were gonna, you know, some people read the Bible like, you know, it's January first. I'm gonna read the whole Bible this year, and that's that's a that's tough, right? That's a lot of chapters every day, um, and we said the point is not to read the whole Bible in one year for us. The point was to start a. A daily discipline of being mm-hmm. with the Lord, and so we right. we did it. Um, we broke the the Bible up into three years, you know. So really, it's about a almost a chapter a day. Sometimes it's a half chapter, sometimes it's two. Right. But um, I and I didn't do have anything to do with this. This was Craig Petrovich put this together. But he started that reading plan, and so we started, um, you know, Genesis one, you know, uh, last year, and right now we're in Second um, Kings chapter eight, I think, right now. But um, what that meant for me was just every day just coming back and just spending a little time mm. um, making him the priority rather than the social media or rather than the radio or a podcast or whatever. It was like, how do I let God speak into me today? And going through this, like there were some not very devotional 
moments, you know, when you're reading through Joshua or Leviticus. But the point was just being with God, exactly. right? And just letting him have that priority and then letting it go from there. And so that was really special for me. So mm. I would say this to all of you, if you are, uh, whether you started and you didn't finish or some of you continued, we have a Facebook and Discord page and it was been neat to see <laughs> some of you comment and, and um, you know, like um, Craig's thoughts or whatever. Mm. But it's not too late. It, this would be, just jump in, just right. start. Open up the Second Kings chapter nine. There you go. Uh, start there tomorrow or today. Yep. Um, but that that was big, mm-hmm. right? Letting God speak into my life just through His His um, through the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then sermons too. Like I preach a lot, and uh, I'm sure you remember all the sermons and <laughs> has fed you throughout the year. But every single one. Of them. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, but I know how it's true. Like I I'm sure I'm learning more than anybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. The teacher learns more than the student mm-hmm. through this time. But um, that was um, really powerful, just um, what we went through. But I'll, let me just make one, I'll, I'll focus the whole year on one sermon. Yeah. One sermon we did right in the summertime was um, Psalm 127. We did, we're doing a summer of Psalms. And so we actually were going to um, end it before we got to this Psalm and just move on to some other things. But um, things kind of changed. And so we said, let's just add a couple more Sundays. And so we added this Psalm. And I'm so glad we did. By God's providence, that's what I needed. Um, This Psalm 127, it says, Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. And that was me, right? I mean, I felt like just, you know, I'm just thinking and thinking and thinking. And how do we, you know, uh, work through this, all navigate this journey um, I had spent so much time thinking about all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it says this. He says, yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. And then there's a little note that it says, he gives such things to his loved ones while they sleep. So it was both like, you know, sleep is a gift from God. So oh just gosh, enjoy yes. the gift. Yeah. And then the other, the other way to read that is, while you're sleeping, God's at work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like when you go to bed at night and your house is just a mess, or your whole, your whole house is a mess, uh-huh. and then like while you're sleeping, it's, you know, the cleaning lady comes in <laughs> and, and cleans, or, you know, uh-huh. your kids clean up, uh-huh. or whatever, <laughs> and then you wake up and it's all clean there and smells nice, and, and that was kind of my vision of like how like I, when I'd go to bed, just like, okay, Lord, now it's your job. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to go to work, right. and you're going to make these things happen, and mm-hmm. that was a game changer for me. And so um, just being able to sit and relax yes. and, and enjoy the Lord and enjoy the process and not trying to, like, um, do it myself. I felt like the little hamster yeah. on that little circle <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, sometimes, but just letting the Lord do it. And so that, that was um, pretty powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking about that, too, like, our church, the culture of our church has been for 19 years is run. You know, go fast. We're, we move. Mm-hmm. We've right. been a church that's been on the move we don't really know a lot of rest. And over the last couple of years, we've had to rest. Right. And so just kind of thinking what rest looks like for me, but also what rest looks like for our church. And so I think those would be some things that will come out here in the next year yeah. too as we, we see how we, we work with, you know, with the Lord, but we also rest with the Lord too. So I love that because our youth students struggle with that. I think especially like now, like when I'm kind of like seeing these kids, like, dude, the standards are so high. Like the pressure they is are. enormous. So like yeah. I don't remember like studying this much like they were. Um, and so, yeah, so the rest part, I 100% agree. 
agree with you on that. And I think it's so important. And just to kind of like slow down and just to kind of pause, right? It's, it's really hard for us. And kind of going back to the sleep part that you were saying, because many of us can't sleep because of what the future. Yeah, right. You know, think about the future. Like, am I, you know, what's going to happen with work or finances? I got to take care of this or that. Uh, so my, many of us lose sleep because we're so anxious or we're so nervous about what's going to happen in the future, which is, you know, um, which, are, which are things that we cannot control, right. right? That's why in the passage on the Sermon on the Mountain, you know, do not worry about tomorrow, because mm -hmm. uh, there's this nothing that we can gain from thinking about things that we cannot control in the future. Yeah. Right. So, and so I really love that point that you just said right there. Yeah. I think this is the last thing too with that. Yeah. It's just the, um, the prayers from the community. You guys have yeah. been, um, <clears throat> been so great, and, I, and I'm so thankful for that. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys know it, but maybe you pray for the church or you pray for me or the staff or the elders and you kind of think, I don't know if, that, if it means anything, but I'll tell you, like, I feel your prayers. I really, I honestly do. I, I, there have been times where I've just stopped and just said, I don't know what's going on, but somebody out here is praying for us. And so um, there, I really do feel it. And um, I remember like, about a year ago, one person in our church was praying for me, and they just said, and I just pray for that, that Ethan would not even sin. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> wow, that would be, that would be great. Um, but, but it was like, I, I, had, I still I mean, remember that as a year later, yeah, yeah. you know, and just what that means, though, just mm -hmm. that it's not just that he'll lead and, you know, and all that, but that he'll, you know, have this holy life and, mm -hmm. and all of that. And, um, uh, just it's those kinds of things I like, keep praying pray for me pray for our staff yeah. for sure please pray for our elders um, pray for our church body um, those prayers are not um, they are being answered okay so please thank you for those of you who pray um, and, and please keep doing that. I'm, that's that's going to be an important part this year yes yeah so we've talked a lot about the future right we've talked I mean I'm sorry Past. Rest, past. the rest, yeah. all right? The rest part resonated with yeah. me. I haven't gotten a lot of rest. Uh, so we've talked a lot about the past, excuse me. Um, and so just to kind of like wrap it up here, what are some things that you're um, excited and looking forward to 2023, maybe for you personally and for us as a church? What are some things that you're excited about? Yeah, I, I think uh, we, we've been in this transition, you know, a, few, a couple of years transition yeah. or whatever. Certainly yeah. last year was transition. And so a lot of things kind of just um, slowed down. Um, I, I'm looking forward to, to getting kind of uh, uh, resetting our mission and, and finding our new mission. Our, our mission that we've had has been like, like 19 years old, and we haven't really changed much, and, and that's been great. But I, uh, I, I really feel like it's time to kind of reshape that. And so we have been looking at that. And so next week, we're going to kind of unfold a little bit about that, the big picture, just where God is calling us as a church. What's our mission? And so I'm excited for that. Right, I'm excited to build this new culture, you know, with where God is leading us um, as we look at new values and that kind of thing. We'll be doing that throughout the year. But, um, but those are some exciting things. I'm excited just to kind of get moving again with our small groups and discipling our kids and our students, uh, young adults and um, small groups, that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm excited for those. We have our church retreat in July. I think that'll yeah. be a fantastic time to be together. Uh, we're looking forward to doing some missions you know, again, because nice. of COVID and our situation, we haven't done much, but um, we're going to revisit some of the things that we've done in the past, some home building in Mexico, um, some medical ministries in Mexico. We're also looking at doing a, a longer medical uh, missionary trip nice. as well. And so some of those things. 
um, kind of getting back out and, and um, seeing what God has called us to and um, engaging him on that mission. And so I'm excited for those. I'm excited to see all of you uh, be able to um, jump in and find something you're excited about, be able to use your gifts and just serve the Lord that way. I love that so much. I love it so much. Um, I'm going to go slightly off script here, but um, what is, uh, this is my last question, for us as a church, how can we be praying for you? Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, I think, I mean, one, um, don't just pray for me, pray for the whole family, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, just for my wife and kids. And as, um, you know, we're, we're just like you and just trying to, um, you know, navigate through life and, and raise, you know, our kids and, mm-hmm. and just be authentic and, and love them and point them to Christ. So certainly for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think too, just, um, as um, I'm overseeing, you know, like working with our staff. I love our staff, right? Totally. I mean, I love our love staff it. right now. Yeah. We, God has put together such an incredible team, mm-hmm. and um, that's one of my focus. How do I um, just keep uh, all of us moving forward and, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and just following our mission? Um, for our elders, you know, as I'm leading our elder team too, we have such fantastic elders. I love our elder mm-hmm. team as well, but um, this is it's a daunting task oh, you know yeah, it is. and so just praying for wisdom yeah and i think just wisdom um god's heart mm-hmm. um holiness and and all of that um, those would be um some things i would i'd certainly covet in in mm. your prayers awesome yeah. well thank you so much pastor ethan for just for um encouraging us and for always you know um just being our leader for this church and um you have a really uh, you have a really tough job right it's not easy um and this is we only have one senior pastor Right to, um, uh, and you've been called to to lead this church, and so, uh, so thank you so much for all that you do, and we'll definitely be praying for you. And so, um, are there any? Yeah, any no, last thanks. Words? And just yeah. with that, just I mean, last last of the prayer request, pray that I just stay close to the close to my shepherd, right, Jesus, mm, right, because right. I'm a sheep too. Yes. In the end of the day. Yes. Uh, we're all sheep. I'm a lamb. And uh, <laughs> you're a goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> same um, but just pray that I would. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, just pray that I would stay close to our shepherd and as we lead that way so and um, also pray that you'll never sin ever again right Right. (laughs) I love that someday in eternity someday in eternity awesome yeah Um, perfect well um, thank you so much for listening yeah thanks Uh, for leading our podcast no definitely yeah I loved Mm -hmm. it I loved it enjoyed it Um, as we close uh, can I just go ahead and pray for us please and um, and we'll close it out with uh, with one more song